Because of the following special broadcast, 48 Hours will not be presented this evening, but will return one week from tonight at its regular time. KTBR Break Room! Hear the drama get wicked! I got the rap patrol on the gap patrol, foes that want to make sure my casket's closed, rap critics that say he's money cash hose. I'm from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? If you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I've got 99 problems, but the bitch ain't one. My name is Destin Taylor. Seven years ago, I was recruited by a secret branch of the break room called SD6. I was sworn to secrecy, but I couldn't keep it from my fiancé. And when the head of SD6 found out, he had him killed. That's when I learned the truth. SD6 is not part of the break room. I'd been working for the very people I thought I was fighting against. So I went to the only place that could help me take them down. Now I'm a double agent for the break room, where my handler is a man named Thomas the Tank. Only one other person knows the truth about what I do. Another double agent inside SD6. Someone I hardly know. My father. Uh, yeah, yeah. Podcasting live from the Break Room Towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. And, uh, oh yeah, Racism. Micropenis vacation. That's right. God. Was that his ejaculate? <laughs> Episode 181. The premiere of season three, my friends. Are you serious? I, I are just, you serious? I just realized that last week's was called season three. <laughs> but are you serious? We are back. God, that sounds really loud. After a six-month vacation. Yeah. Been is, a, they're both really loud. I turned them way up because they were so far down in the intro. We've been in production for nine months on this season. Yeah, it took quite a while, and we compressed yeah. it somehow into, I don't know, like a week or something. I think we've memorized all of our lines. I hope. I, hope, I don't. I think I, I have. I go off script. Yeah. I don't well, write shit down ahead of time. What you have to learn is we're not... time to put together a script for this shit? I'm an agent of MI6. What do you want from me? Whatever <laughs> that's called. Uh, not MI... You're not an it's agent not for MI6. MI6. Uh, what was you're, it called? You're an agent for the break room, who's oh, yeah, also a right. double agent for the break room. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I was here it's to a, see a play called Cunt. It's an excellent point. Is it? Not it really. Why are you on Pee Wee Herman's <laughs> Facebook page? <laughs> that's always a good question. Oh, that's yours. We should all yeah. accept Jesus into our hearts. Because if we don't, we're going to hell, basically. So. Okay. This is the introductory segment to the new season. <laughs> and it's already to, failing. And Mark has already lost well, so much interest. He's no, checking out his actually, Facebook. Actually, Dustin was supposed to be leading this segment. Was I? Yes. I'm leading the second segment. You were also And the third the segment. segment. I'm not going to lead everything. You said you wanted to talk about this article, therefore well, you claim ownership. You're the one who created, or not created, but sent the article. Yes, I also wrote the article. Maybe you did. So you, need, you definitely God. should lead it. You also wrote the article. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, here's a cool thing. You should read this. I'm also a <laughs> member. I guarantee it. Uh, I think that's different people. Those are different people. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the, the, hair, the, the hair warehouse the for men. Hair <laughs> the hair house I, for I, men. I had... I, I, I had... I had, I had Anyway, it was going to be a uh, Dat Radio for a little bit, or Tad Radio, but Tad then Mark radio. made a uh, last-minute appearance. Those are I both did. terrible. We need to give up on that, or add another letter and make it something else. What's wrong with Tad Radio? That's I'll even put you in the lead. Stupid. What about yeah, Date Radio? Just, I, look, just because I'm in the lead doesn't mean that I think it sounds cool or it sounds stupid. I think it sounds great. Or like a phrase to go with that, or a word that goes around that. There's no way to do that, right? We'll be able to do it. Okay. Have some of Dat Dat Radio. And Mark was not going to have that at all. No, he, was he wasn't. Freaking out about that possibility. I was freaking out, yes. Yeah. I threw down the iron fist. He so was like, This show cannot go on without me. It was him screaming down 75 to be sure he heard him all the way studios. from downtown yeah. Dallas. <laughs> Flew down on my DeLorean. <laughs> that was you him rushing. You realize those only go top out at like 45. <laughs> I top out at 88.8 miles per hour, sir. No, that's just what the movie would have you believe. Uh, sir, I have a DeLorean. I think I know. I think okay. the movie is accurate, though. Yeah. Okay. Why would movies lie? Do you they know how many times I've gone back in time? <laughs> a few, I guess. But how many My times? My diarrhea anyway. naked ass. Do we have any uh, voicemails or anything? Uh, I was going to say we, we don't, actually. We weren't going to check voicemails had you not been here, because I don't know how to do it. Well, why are you playing that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> That is for later. I thought we were hopping the DeLorean. We're no, going to go we're... travel up 75. Well, okay. So let me take over Dustin's segments and see if he uses to claim ownership of that, which he wanted to talk about. I'll talk about it. But I did think you were going to lead it. Since, we'll talk about it. Since you spread the uh, You should sit over there mute everyone. just to piss him off. Yeah. Are you going to talk about dork. it? Uh, yeah, as soon as you start it, I'll talk about it. So I saw an article this week on the, da- the Daily Beast, which is, uh, I guess, kind of like your gawkers and your... Professional blogger sites. <laughs> basically the new newspapers, as yeah, it were. basically. Uh, and this article is something that uh, I feel like speaks to me. Pop out. You done? Hmm. You all right Jeez. there? What's, what's tidying up my panty liner over here. Oh, okay. Uh, but the article is all about Did the... You say tightening it up or tidying it up? Tightening it up. Oh, okay. Tightening <laughs> up. <laughs> Licking it clean. Yeah. You probably need to tidy it up, too. Who doesn't like a nice, clean panty liner? God. The audience loves it. Damn. We really should not let those people in anymore. <laughs> I know. Not that guy. Really no. intrusive. Definitely um, not that guy. But no, it's about the transition of people our age. Millennials, I guess. Are we transition? Are we out. Gen Y, Gen X, Gen Z, Millennials? <laughs> uh, we're, we're on Panthers. the border of We're both. We're Panthers, on the border of Gen X and X Millennials. And millennial. We're like MILFs. right on the cutoff. We're really We're Gen, definitely Gen MILFs X is and what we are. Yeah, we're are we? Are we? We're milfs and cougars for sure, but we're also Gen X slash. We're not milfs and cougars. We're not milfs. We're not old enough for that yet. We're definitely cougars. There's no doubt. Okay, I was thinking more manther. No, yeah, manther. That sounds better. Yes, yeah. we're I not old enough for that yet. Why are we not old enough to be manthers? We're just. Think, we're not that old yet. I think if Dude, you're, if you're I, manther, I think at heart, you have you're to manther. turn forty before that starts becoming. Who besides that, I think no, I'm pretty you're manther, sure. If you're a manther at heart, you're. A I'm pretty sure that's been. I am 86 years old. Okay, well. Now we're being stupid. At heart. It's, it's the age yeah. you feel. It's not the age you are. Maybe six at heart. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what, uh, what the age range of everything is, but... 
That's a really generic comment. But mark that shit. I don't know what the age range of everything is. But this this article is talking about quote unquote younger professionals. This and may I, not be the greatest topic. I like to, despite my inner age of eighty six, I like to count myself. I don't even know what the topic is yet, other than it involves For Gen X and millennials. Pretty blown off. Uh, I guess this is talking about Gen. It says Gen Y guys and millennial males, but I feel like this is extended up to the lower fringe of the Gen X crowd. It sounds really us. douchey too. I know. The Gen Y guys, hey. the millennial my Hey, millennials. What's hey. up? Um, but it's talking about that people of our generation, our fringe generation, and the millennials. <laughs> about how hey. they're valuing salary, not less necessarily, but they are valuing quality of life more. Yeah. And experiences more than just salary. <laughs> and they don't Jesus. necessarily... Well, it's no surprise yeah. that millennials and Gen Y want to work less and not work as hard. They're valuing that isn't uh, given my sibling experiences or and other people I know. I'm not. I'm kind of not surprised. That was the part of the article I wanted to comment on was the millennial mentality, and which is what. Well, I think it's a little more relaxed like that because, and this is my personal theory that since they've been around, based on no facts. Well, yeah, but since they've been around. There hasn't been like a major a major hardship they've personally had to endure. Right. Maybe their parents have had some issues with, you know, like what happened in 08, maybe what happened in 2001. It's more like a delayed adolescence. Because uh, that did have an overall economical effect other than the people that, you know, dealt with the direct effect. And then yeah. obviously 08, you had that. So people lost their jobs. People lost some retirement accounts. Yeah. But at the same time. Good night. Wow. That was a mega fart. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> Have to pump that up later, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I just—it seems a little different if you were somebody that was like of the Korea World War II generation, right. where you had to deal with something like that, or you had like we were, or the Great Depression, you are from Korea. or I'm not saying we necessarily did either. We're and borderline it, millennials, and of course, but I'm we, saying okay. I think that this, people, is a, this is a blanket statement. Of course, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of sure there's a lot of people that, but as a, and it, as a general, I thought whole, you were pointing to millennials, no, well, referencing like us compared to them. No, well, not us compared to them. I'm just, okay. I mean, well, like Gen me, Xers is part of that as well. But well, I like for us for people our age, like I graduated right before the dot com bust happened, and I found myself without a job. That's yeah. not a pal. <laughs> And so I had yeah. to take the first job I could get, which I hated, sure. but I took it, and I was there for seven years. So, you know, I think people our age have experienced some hardship, not as much as, say, the recession of the 70s but, or... I mean, America's gone 30s, through a couple 40s. of downturns, you know, in the, in the aughts especially, and then, yeah. you know, it happened in the 80s as well. But for the most part, in the 80s, 90s, and aughts, it's been... Yeah. America's done pretty well in general, and there hasn't been a major, you know issue that everybody had to necessarily sure. personally get involved in even 9-11 if you wanted to tune it out in most part yeah. you could i mean it's not like you had to get you had to worry about being drafted or you had to worry about sure you know i just i feel like that kind of stuff forms mentalities and right. i think that's probably why the and world war ii and great depression generation had this particular take any kind of job work hard mentality yeah. and we're more you know uh you know quality of life i want to go i just think that the environment is fed into that mentality sure. That's and I, I would say, uh, on top of that, uh, in my experience, especially at the younger end of the millennials, has been a sort of delayed adolescence. That the older um, end of the millennials. No, no, the younger end. I'm saying. Oh, you're saying for them? Yeah. Oh, okay. That it's it's more of a delayed adolescence, and that uh, so many parents are coddling their kids, and 
allow them to return home and not stand on their own two feet. I don't have the statistics, obviously, right here, but I know that that has really been a common thing lately with, yeah. with millennials of going to college and then not yeah. being, you know, and then returning home, yeah. not finding the job they want or yeah. not being able to find enough of whatever. Um, you know, we've had a decent economic job turnaround, at least it appears that way. Yeah. But if you dig into it a little bit, about 96, 97%, it's a really high number, which I thought was ridiculous when I first heard it. But if you look into it, it's true, are mostly part-time jobs. You know, all the, all of these jobs that have been created. And it, that's hard to live on, yeah. you know, even if you get one of those jobs or maybe you have to get a couple of those jobs. Well, it's a, um, as a sidetrack to speak on that, yeah. they said that somebody did an analysis recently and there's not one city, major city in America, where a minimum wage job working 40 hours a week that you can afford, I think, a one-bedroom apartment. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's, now, that it's doesn't tough, speak yeah. to Abtown, where we grew up. Sure. But... But Abtown... Yeah, I mean, maybe they, I guess they do pay minimum wage, but I can tell you as someone who barely made above minimum wage and had yeah. a shitty apartment in Abtown, it was still very tough. But at least you could afford the apartment. Barely, but right. yeah. I mean, you can afford the apartment, but not a whole lot. Yeah. Not a whole lot else. Well, and... and it's just kind of ridiculous. We It's all these part-time jobs being created. It feels yeah. like, I don't know, it feels like almost companies are taking advantage, so they don't have to pay benefits and other things, but anyway. Yeah, you could That's just my own personal that. point of but view on that. To get back to the original point... Yeah. This whole uh, burgeoning movement of quality over dollar amounts, necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like there's a limit to this. And because you and I are lucky enough to where we can benefit from some of this, that you and I both enjoy Fridays off. Sure. Uh, and it's really... Pow! You get, yeah, it's, it's definitely Pow! a pow. Um, <clears throat> pow. You know, we're, we have a definite luxury position. Pow, pow, pow. 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 And, uh, and, and it's great. I love it. And sure. there's a reason why I have passed over jobs because of it, because I, I enjoy the environment I'm in. I get to enjoy a better quality of life because of it, you know? Yeah, sure. But it's something I've only been able to discover in, you know, in, in the last five years. Quite frankly, I also think that um, the newer millennials are more fucked than people in, right in yeah. our sweet spot. I'd say the sweet spot because things were still pretty good when we were getting our skill sets. Yeah. And so... They're going to hire somebody. We're not, we're not on the upper echelon to where we're near done working, yeah. and we're not just starting. So we have the skill set, and we're right in the prime. Mm-hmm. So the jobs that are full-time and better, they're going to pick us to yeah. do that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I think, I think we ended up in a pretty well, good position, as it turns out. And for me, it took, um, I guess I've been in my company almost seven years. It took six years of you know working normal hours plus sure. to get that position where I was like, okay, in lieu of a raise, I would like to have Fridays off. And I still work sure. my normal 40, Monday yeah. through Thursday, but, you know, I'm just not there on Fridays. Right. And it's fantastic. Yeah, we both do that, the, the extended hours, but it's totally worth it. But it's interesting that, you know, where as a culture, um, we used to value, not that saying we don't value hard work still, because I think that's still important, but not as much as we used to. And I think we re- we've, for better or for worse, have realized that sometimes quality of life is better than money. I feel like... Um I don't know. Not that things are not still important because sure. people still like awesome things. You sure. know, that's a generic statement, but you know what I mean. Um, but I feel like showboating was really big in like the '90s and '80s yeah. of having all this all this shit that you were able to. Especially the '80s. The '80s mm. were real bad about it. The age of excess. Yeah, and I just feel <laughs> like the, the '80s a lot were of people a lot- in our age group and maybe younger, maybe a little older, but it's yeah, a little uh, less. 
the age of the giant TVs you couldn't see if you stood two feet to the left exactly. or right of it. Exactly. Thomas had 50 of them. Right. <laughs> when I was younger than 10, yes. <laughs> but you know what I mean? The, but the, it, the excess and yeah. just looking at having the best badass thing. I mean, American Psycho is a great example. But, well, the 80s were a lot like the 20s. talking about those like kind 20s. of people. Yeah. yeah. And um, I just feel like maybe people in our generation are a little less, a little less obsessed with that. At least people we know. Um, I'm sure there's plenty depends. of people that do have you know desires of that. I think but, it's a certain strata of, of people. You know, like you have to. I mean, really, there's douches that still are obsessed with it. You have to earn that quality. Like in a lot yeah. of ways, through work experience or just looking into it. Like in some ways, you have to learn earn that quality of life. You know, you, there's very few jobs. Do you feel like that at all? Do you feel like the excess I mean, is less? It just depends on be? where you go. Okay. There's plenty. There's still plenty of the look what I have everywhere. I guess up yeah. in Duck Club. <clears throat> I feel like anybody that fits into what this article's talking about, though, yeah. probably doesn't fit that criteria. It does seem like, uh, at least amongst our white bread male group, that you know, it's just noticing people around me. It's becoming more important. Yeah. You know, especially as of course we're getting into our mid thirties and it's, people are starting to have kids and considering kids and yeah. crapping out kids. You know, of course. That's the new way they do it now. They but it, it's interesting that the flip side of this is, while I agree with all the points in this article... That was pretty interesting. Uh, it does start to sound kind of douchey. And, like, you talk about having the excess of things. Well, this is the excess of quality of life. I and guess, yeah. the excess of experience in that, hey, yeah, I had a awesome kick-ass mixologist at my house last night and he was <laughs> and a dj and they were mixing all the hottest drinks in the tunes there's definitely some douchery in that in that yeah. article but i like this one guy talks about it says while insurance pays the bills smith is seeking to build quote the largest and most meaningful personal network in the world he hosts monthly dinner parties at his apartment that bring in influences ranging from artists to entrepreneurs. There's usually a musician or two performing, a named chef prepping the meal, and a famous mixologist stirring the drinks. It's all very low-key and non-businessy. That's basically like the break room is every week. Yeah. Here at Thomas's apartment. Hey, you're lumping us in in that douchey thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So, yeah. Dustin is surely reporting on us, to us, about our douchiness. I am. I'm telling you how douchey double you Double agent situation. And now, the, and, <laughs> right. and now this guy, he started these events at his house, and now his party's have been so successful, he's charging more than $100 for each ticket. And now he's going to start right. hosting him in other cities. So it's the same thing. It's a, a lot of ways. This guy is not a good example. Pop like out. His yeah. is obviously a means to an end. It's not, yeah. it's not real quality <laughs> of life, you know? I agree. I mean, yeah. I just I think it's just a little different mentality. That's all. That, but but it's interesting. Like I mean, you know, I I I've passed up job offers because yeah, it's more money. That was pretty interesting. But you know, I got to drive farther, or I right. don't have Fridays off, or you know. But that's also the advantage of not being a twenty-one-year-old who's trying to get any and all experience Absolutely. they can, and Absolutely. being a, someone approaching their oh, thirties who has experience that can be a little yes. more picky. Yes, I mean, that's part of what it's comes de- with it. It's definitely something that comes with age and, you know, <laughs> no, I would being at a job for a long time. The one thing I can pal you both on is that I've been done that even more of an extreme than y'all did because I took a giant pay cut <laughs> in order to go to a place where I was away from the stressful environment that I was in pow, 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 pow. for several years. Yeah, yeah true. <clears throat> and well, it does suck. There are parts of it that does suck, but... True. Uh... At least you don't get treated like shit anymore. No, I don't. That's that kind of feeds into it, though. That's the same kind of thing they're kind yeah. of talking about, you know. But not not taking just you don't have to whatever. Take shit. Like I said, like yeah. if you talk to somebody from you know depression era, they're gonna take at that point they would take whatever. Yeah. Even if they're treated like absolute ass, they're yeah. like, well, great, I got a job, you know. Well, it, but it, I also it, feel like it's a little different too. That back then it was like 
you know, this skill set can be taught to pretty anybody, much anybody. Yeah. So Any you better there, yeah. like this job. And yeah. nowadays it's a little more specialized. Well, from, sure. you know, 21 to 28, like I was, well, not to 28, but, you know, there was a good segment of that where I was like, I didn't quit because, you know, I was afraid I wouldn't get another job yeah. because of the economy or, you know, I kowtowed to my boss because he's my boss or, you know, didn't mm-hmm. speak up in defense of myself. And I think that's changed. Yeah. It's just been an interesting transition, and you're a douche now that will stand up to your boss. Is I am, saying? and I'm gonna I'm gonna host all kinds. He's of gonna have a mixologist. Now. I mean, now stand up to his boss for him. I'm gonna have a mixologist at my desk every day. <laughs> now I'll don't <laughs> punch him if I need you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's like I just punch him right in the face now. I mean, at some point, money does matter, but of course, uh, the, the big boss. Yeah, yeah, I'm a real millionaire, basically. The, the guy who's millions in debt. Uh, mm, money does money does Bull. matter. Just King give us the comments. I am I am quite a bit in debt though, uh, um, not so much anymore. Yeah, actually, I am. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll are talk you, about that off air. Are you done talking about how bad you are? Oh my god! <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to. Consult. We'll run the numbers off air. Yeah, I'll have to do some quadrants, <laughs> some squares. We'll four square it off. Four air. square. Yeah, I'll tweet it after we get done so everybody knows. <laughs> but I, I actually feel like you do get when you value someone's quality of life as an employer. Mm-hmm. You actually bit tend to get a better quality of employee. You bit tend to. You bit tend to. Yeah. Depends on the person entirely, dude. Sure, like, of course. One of the things of I've course. seen a lot with, I'll say, younger generation. Some people take advantage. Workers mm-hmm. is that there will be a lot of them that do take advantage. Like, I don't. I work my ass off. Whatever I'm doing, I mean, all the time. It's about how can I get my shit done better and faster. Uh, but there are a lot of younger generation. <clears throat> like, you know, good Eight, ten years younger than us. That, yeah. given the same opportunities, they do things a bit differently. And that's probably a maturity thing, and that's why really frustrating to watch that too, yeah, especially sure. if they're part of your job in any way, shape, or form. Because it's like, dude. Yeah, I think that that is. I had a, a guy that was like that one time. Look at me and go. He was staying after five, and it was one of the many days that I was dude, working till like dude, seven or eight. After getting in at six in the morning. Six in the morning. And uh, he looked at me and he said. Ah, oh, it's one of those moral dilemmas. And I was like, what? Kinky. And he goes, well, my wife's 10, 15 minutes out. Do I stay on the clock or do I clock out? And I was like, are you going to keep working? And he didn't ask me anything else after that. I was like, "That's <laughs> how is that a difficult question? No, it's yeah. not one. If you're going to work, keep working. If I know. Not, get the fuck off the clock. And I just, some people are douches. I yeah. agree. And I think that's a, matur- a maturity thing, too, though. You know, hopefully. Maybe. But I, I we it, have people that are like thirty two. Where I there work is at. a yeah. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. There's 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 a you could be mature in so many other aspects and still be very work like. Imma- it, yeah. it, it doesn't even necessarily mean immature. Just this attitude of well, I don't owe them anything. You know. And the example of the person I'm particularly talking about, they have been at the place that we work for like twelve, fifteen years. Yeah. So that kind of feeds into that. Hadn't really had to deal with the job market thing, yeah. so they think things should be a certain. They way. have no idea, so they just kind of do whatever the they try to do whatever the fuck they want and don't yeah. give a fuck. And it's like you don't know how it is in different places. Yeah, it could be really shitty other places. Yeah, it's very but. true. And that was one of my reasons for not leaving. It's that what if I hate those people? You know, like it's not the type of person I want to be around. And I love my job and I love the people Go I work with. So you know that and the butt sex you were having with your boss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's just like a. You know, HR mandated fringe benefit. <laughs> My diarrhea naked HR ass. HR mandated. I really want to read that HR uh, piece of the of the uh, code of conduct there. <laughs> that requires that to happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's really. I'm just curious how that's worded. Monthly butt fucking. God. God. 
Embers on that of the note. Felic, we need that. All right. Well, I At guess your job. No, no, no. We need that drop for something. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, Dustin's finally going to do a segment. Right. Like <laughs> I didn't do the main segment last week. And What's wrong uh, with you? Let's get on. We're finally resurrecting the old Wayback Machine. But in my ass. chief guy, while we take a break to get a box of fudge sickles, call in a question of the week or a comment to 469 665 9827. Everybody needs to serve it in the bucket of dough. And everybody's ready to get out the Sometimes I have no sense at all. As most fraud men I want to do, just say fuck you. Anything. The animal. The animal. It's a big, powerful four by four. But when the going gets tough, it uses its claws to climb over anything that gets in its way. The animal. The animal. Can anything stop? The animal. The animal. Clawing its way to the top. The animal. Each sold separately. Batteries not included. New from Galoob. This week on the Hobo Shack. This Sunday, September 8th, we've got a total clusterfuck at the Hobo Shack. We've got a multitude of weirdos joining us. We've got Syncophant. It's a cock. It's a cave cock. The Separatist. That one was pretty good. Juan Golbezi. My dick just shot right up inside of me. Harbinger. I got it. This wasn't funny. My co-host, Ham Tornado. Can we put it in my butt? And of course, myself. And he's got a huge boner. We get into a whole bunch of shit. So join us for the craziness. Go to thehoboshack.com or popsyndicate.net for more information. Download our app for Apple, Android, and Windows. And subscribe now on iTunes. Won't be pinned down. Won't be held back. Won't be tied up. Won't be pinned down. Won't be held back. Won't be. For lunch, it's tuna surprise. Mm, what's the surprise? It's fresh. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Lunchables Pizza Dunks. Tasty breadsticks you can dunk in cheese and pizza sauce. Lunchables, make fun of lunch. That's right. 
Here we are again in the Wayback Machine. The really loud Wayback Machine. I thought this faded out, but I guess it doesn't. Eventually. Yeah, it's about to cut off in about 10 seconds, so. So, we're traveling through the uh, space-time continuum. and uh, Again. Again. This is the second time since the reboot. Uh, apparently, I'm the only one that likes to keep the Wayback Machine alive. Uh, so no, I'm the I've only got, one who's done both of them. I've got some coming up. I just haven't put them <clears> together. Well, I haven't programmed so the So far, I'm the one who keeps the Wayback Machine lubed pow, and ready to go. Pow, so. Pow, pow. Hell yeah. So, anyway. Is it, is it time to hang? <laughs> it is. Hell yeah. It's time to hang and hang 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 No new listeners get that. So, this time, we're going back a little bit further than the last time. Last time, we went back to the 90s and examined Yeah, we did 90s sitcoms, sitcom, yeah. 90s comedies, well, 90s yeah, sitcoms. This time, we're going back to the 80s. God. So, we're going back a little bit further. Yeah. The time of uh, Great Eagle Pride and Great American <laughs> Pride. Right. In the Reagan years, 1980s. And uh, this time, we're going to examine video games. So, this is a... Have everything to do with Reagan... Reagan and video games, they kind of go together. Uh, this particular top ten list, I did not create myself. I actually got from uh, a blog, uh, as we noted before. The, right, you bitch. the current, uh, the current newsmakers or something. Mark was calling them, but what? Yeah, you said the blogs are like the new news sites or something like that. The new newspapers. Yeah, the new newspapers. So what I wanted to do on this particular uh, wayback machine wiener. was yes, I. Basically pulled the theme song from each of these top ten games to see, see if, if you we can guys guess them. Can, yeah, Sweet. see if you guys can guess what these are. That's awesome. Uh, they're all pretty popular. One of them... Okay, that was never a video game. <laughs> you don't remember Blossom in the game? 80s. <laughs> that was definitely not... She had to go find her denim hats and... That was definitely not... And when uh, Six was kidnapped by Joey? It actually sounds like a lame 80s video game. Or an awesome one. Description. Uh, I will tell you that these 80s uh, MIDI files, they do rock out. I mean, somebody put a little bit of effort into them. Dude, yeah. that's not 80s. That's 90s. Sorry. I was going to say, yeah. It would be awesome, but that's not going to... That's also way too good for what he's about to play. <laughs> that's not a MIDI file. That's a little closer to a MIDI file. <laughs> a little? Like I said, a little. That's closer to a MIDI file. Okay. <laughs> but uh any case, I would say personally, looking through this list, I played... Did you know him? Nine out of ten of these games. There's one of them I didn't ever play. Did you re- do you rec- would you recognize it by the theme song? Uh, most of them. Some of them no, but most of them I would. Okay. Um, so this is actually coming from uh, ranks <laughs> ranksofafatkid.blogspot.com. Ranks of a fat kid. That's your. Yeah, is this the kid that did the lightsaber thing? Yeah, and With he the, also said fat kids are stupid. What's that guy? Star Wars kid. <clears throat> it is. It's a uh, cheeseburger. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Kind of it's sweet. Uh, so we'll go ahead and let's uh, do it. We're going to start, gonna start with, with ten, right? We'll start the list. We're not we starting with number one. We'll start the list. How about Shut we up. say? Oh, I know this, but I can't. Like I recognize it, but I can't place it. Changes up in a second. It's about a, about forty-five seconds of each. Is it Metal Gear? No, it's nope. not Metal Gear. I'm gonna punch the wall when I when you tell us what it is. God, let the whole thing run. I don't recognize it at all, but man, I miss this golden age of music. <laughs> yeah. There was a game. I'm sure it's not on here. There was a game called Star Soldier. Did you, did you all ever play that before? 
Is this uh? <laughs> yeah, I have actually. This is bion- the bionic uh, game. We'll just go ahead and stop it. Nobody's getting it. Okay. Skill Rex. Number ten. NES 1989 Double yeah, Dragon yeah. 2 The Revenge Double Dragon Oh Good god If it was ah. Double Dragon I would have gotten it I don't, I don't think yeah, I, I think ever played I think they have the same so, theme I don't, is, No that's not the same theme It's pretty close was, not, Okay was Double a, Dragon When you're in the actual right. gameplay It's similar Maybe the opening theme's different Was Double yeah. Dragon 2 really superior To Double Dragon 1? Um, I mean according to uh, Ran of a Fat Kid it was I never played The second one the I think I only played The first one I remember playing Double Dragon 2, but not near as much as Double Dragon According 1. According to this guy, he said, uh, Double Dragon for the NES was a good game, but it lost much of what it, what the arcade game had going for it, including co-op play. Double Dragon 2 fixed the problem by adding back the co-op play and had an impressive level-up system that added new moves, including the famous Cyclone Spin Kick. I don't remember that at all. This was an 8-bit side-scrolling game. Who wouldn't that's know true. their ass? Well, of course it was 8-bit. So. It was in the 80s. Right. I agree. I mean, that's, that's what it's going to be. Um, so anyway, sexting over there. Too busy sexting. That was number ten. Segment. Did anybody play Double Dragon? I played the first. Yeah, of course, I played first Double one. Dragon. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe the first one was one of the first games that had because it had like a battle against mode type thing. Yeah, and then it had like a main storyline too. That was I don't know if that was brand new to at that point, but I remember <clears> thinking that was crazy. It was pretty unique. Different. And who were the muscly guys that looked like Abe Vigoda? Ah, uh, you know I don't know. I see them here, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know their names. Oh, bullshit. Billy and Jimmy Lee. Yeah. Yes. There we go. So, this I would rank that as definitely a, a game that I really loved. I don't know. I, it would probably be. I don't have a problem with it being in the top ten. Uh, Double Dragon two, I do, but Double Dragon <laughs> yeah. one should be number ten. But just as an inclusion of the franchise, I, no, I don't as have a, a franchise, with no. Double Dragon, no, not at all. Um, at all. Thomas, oh my gosh, just looking at the screenshots of this man, I loved the first game so much. This is NES only, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what it was, yeah. Now, are we going to have the top 10 Sega Master System games at some point? Well, you know, Sega's mixed into this list. I'll tell you that. It's not all NES games. Oh, well, it's you just, just said it was 10... NES. No, this one was, but this is the top 10 video games of the 80s. Oh, of the I thought you said NES <clears throat> games. Okay, no, no. All right. All Helps right. to listen to the full thing that, that I say. Was he doesn't like to do awful. that. He wants to make fun of you for never hosting a segment, and then he wants to bag on you for never... Exactly. Now, number nine, I think you will get. Um, this is a really, really popular game. Um, well, part of a popular franchise, so we'll just go with number nine. Ha! Mario 2. My favorite by far. Your the, favorite of this, the whole franchise? Absolutely. Mario 2 is? Absolutely. Oh, you're incorrect. And really, the, the honest truth is that I think we talked about this previously that this game was actually supposed to be. It was so different from the other ones. And then. Not that long ago. I think we talked about it on the show that... Uh, is that loud enough? It is. Uh, I think we talked about it on the show that it was originally supposed to be something completely different, a different Shinobi game. Shinobi 3. And then at the last three... I don't think about <laughs> And then at the last minute, they threw Mario in, into it. Well, but. the game was released, according to this blog uh, site, the game was released in Japan as uh, Yumi Kojo... Doki Doki Panic. Sure, there you go. So uh, apparently they figured that the United States uh, players could not handle the difficulty Probably of Mario not. 2, yeah. so they released this instead. And did you guys beat the game, Mario 2? Oh, yeah. At the end, we're in. Absolutely, dude. all a dream. That was such, such a disappointment. I didn't mind I didn't, it. I didn't care. Fighting the awesome. giant frog. Are you kidding me, dude? I want to say that was one of the very first games that I finished all the way to the end. Yeah, it was. It was the first game I ever owned, because... Man, I love that game. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, first game it was, ever it was a great game. My favorite by far of the Mario franchise. 
I would not say it's my favorite, but I definitely favorite. liked it a lot. Oh yeah, it was a good, lot of it was people had game. a lot of uh, a lot of criticism. About it was really it, t- it was a tough game. Too. A lot of people didn't like it. Man. It was really tough. I loved it though. It was it took hard me but for it fucking was, ever to figure yeah. out to jump on the fucking eggs that son of a bitch throws at the, the transvestite dancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, "What are you supposed to fucking do?" Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it was a it was a fun game. I just I didn't care for it as much as Mario Three. Uh, they said in Japan they released a true Super Mario Brothers sequel that looked very much like the first game. It was later released in the U.S. for the Super Nintendo and was titled The Lost Levels. Oh, yeah. I never so, did play that. Interesting. Neither yeah, and brought it over. This is the on. longest show ever. We just started. Did you guys ever play a Super Mario in, uh, RPG? No, I never did. No, was that, that was Mario, it was on Super Nintendo. That was supposed to be amazing. Yeah, I heard it was. I fantastic. never played it. Was it the paper one? Some people. The I think Mario it was called Mario was Paper or something 64, like that. I think. Okay. There was RPG, though, that was released on it Super Nintendo. It was on the Super SNES. Nintendo, yeah. and there are people that still rank that in the top RPGs yeah. Yeah, ever really now. Never, no, I never did play that. No, I didn't yeah. either. <clears throat> All right. So, so far, yeah. any complaints about 10 and 9? Of 10, maybe... No. Maybe the first Double Dragon? Yeah, I would say the first yeah. as opposed um, to the second, but yeah. But nine, absolutely. I might even rank it higher. Yeah, mm. I would agree. Number eight's the one, uh, one of the first ones that's kind of a wild card. Actually, maybe only the only wild card, uh, in my opinion. We'll see if anybody can actually get this theme. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the video game. No. This was a Sega game, just to let you know. Is it Altered Beast? It was also an arcade game. No, not Altered Beast. Shinobi? That's oh. it, Shinobi. Woo! Look at that. Man, I gotta get something for that. Man. You should. That was awesome. Shinobi, I really didn't play hardly ever. I, I like a couple of times. <laughs> I get a bullet to the head for that? <laughs> Shinobi was a really hard game. It was super hard. It was a hard game. Yeah. Oh, I think Altered Beast was probably harder. Shinobi but... 1987 Sega Master System. So, yeah, just so clarify. I, I was not cool enough to have a regular Nintendo, so I had my mom got me the Master System. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you got all the shitty systems. You had that <laughs> system. Sega CD. You also had, had the, the Sega, Sega CD. CD. Yeah. yeah. I had no, the Sega 32X. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sega Briefly. CD, Sega 32X, both now, of those you sold to me. I'm surprised I didn't have the Jaguar, the Atari Jaguar. According to this blog That's entry, they point. did port it to the NES, but the NES port was a piece of shit. The oh, sluggish God. port that doesn't do it justice. Yeah, the uh, Shinobi was fucking hard, man. Was that was rough. a really tough game. And apparently you can buy the Sega Genesis Hits game for the Xbox. And this is included Sweet. as a bonus oh, really? game. So. I've seen... It, I've seen several. They've got several of them for Xbox, and it's been all I can do not to buy them. They're like thirty bucks. You know, I can't believe Otherwise that. I'd get them because man, I love kind classic, of awesome. I love these I classic side scroller games. Like I don't know if it's because I have no coordination for new games sometimes. <laughs> Probably what it is, but um, and I don't. Maybe I just don't play them enough to but get into it as much. They're but so simplistic. There's they're a clock and, on it though for me. Like yeah. I love the nostalgia and playing it, but at some yeah. point I'm like, I don't like this anymore. Like it just grows old. I, well, like I played through the the old X Men arcade game several times, the old Ninja Turtles game, the the first arcade game. I love yeah. those games. That wasn't the first it, game. No, it wasn't the first game. No, not the not the NES game, the arcade game, the first arcade game. It was the first arcade game, but there was a Nintendo game before that. Uh, that's that was what Ninja I just Turtles. mentioned. That's what I just mentioned. I meant the it first. It wasn't arc- an arcade. There was one arcade game. <laughs> was there an came, arcade game? There was an arcade game. That's the one I'm talking about. There not was, the, the, there was a game before that player. Though. Yes. There's a game before that. There was that, a though. game before that. That's exactly what I was saying. That was for only arcade? one player. No. No, for for NES, I know. Oh. There's okay. a game before I that. Though. I'm talking about the arcade game. Shut up. 
I know what you guys are talking the about. Nintendo there was an game, NES game. The that NES was a one-player game, game, and then there that, was an arcade game. That was a fucking hard game. Yeah, that was, it was a hard game. Really that was hard. frustratingly yeah. difficult. In fact, I'm pretty sure I defaulted to the Game Genie on that one at some point. Uh, there, Were there something in the sewers or something? By the way, to Game Genie should yeah. be something that somebody develops as a downloadable thing that on would be cool. Xbox. No, that was when you were, you would go through the sewers, but if you if you popped your head up, you might get run over by some yeah, van or something. you have to be really careful. Right. Shredder, like, the rest of the game was ridiculously hard, but Shredder at the end of the game was fucking impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was an insane game. But anyway. Uh, by the way, speaking of the Ninja Turtles arcade game, they're actually releasing a new Ninja Turtles game that's supposed to be awesome. I saw that. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. Should be awesome. Should be awesome. Should be interesting. Should be interesting, yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with the movie they're doing, right? Uh, No, it's actually... The character models are based off off the new uh, animated series. Who's doing the new movie? Michael Bay. So is he doing both TNMT or whatever? TMNT. At the same time as doing a Transformers reboot of his own franchise? Good guy. And he's putting Megan Fox in both of them. That's not bound to... Okay, why does he have to go... Why do they have to go from hating each other to being Johnny Depp and to... Why did he ever pick Him her being April his jo- He's Johnny Depp to her Helma Bonham Carter. Helena yeah, his real name is Dan Hunter. She might make an okay mannequin or someone that's stuffed in a corner. Okay. But her day has passed. Oh, yeah. Her Megan day was... Fox, definitely. Her day passed about five days after she appeared on the screen. Okay, well, that's... Now you're being overdramatic. I'm, I'm, in, in all honesty, she had a couple of years there where she was the big thing because of right. Transformers. And she was pretty when she started out. Now she just looks not... She's she so plastic robot Weird up. now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, obviously, look, obviously, there are plenty of women that have actual acting talent. I'm not able to She's not one of them. them. Yeah. So if her looks are gone, there's I'm no not, point anymore. Yeah. Anyway. That is a very so you're point. saying a woman's worth is entirely caught up in her looks. You <laughs> did not listen to what I just said. I said a talentless actress. I understand. I understand. Anyway. So, moving on to number seven. Number seven is... Uh, a big time classic game um, had a couple of different renditions, and I'm pretty sure you guys will get this theme song pretty quick. Contra. That's it. That's right. I never was obsessed with this game like everybody else was. Man, I fucking love I Contra. I, I didn't, didn't care about. I any... thought it was way too fucking hard at the time. I care about any Contra swung past the first. Uh, yeah, the first one was greatness. I, I didn't never Super, beat it. I, I loved Super C. I never also. did play yeah, Super, I liked Super, Super C. I Super C a lot more. I thought it was better than the first one. I mean, too. I may have played it, but I didn't play it hardcore like I did the first one. This was an NES 1988 game. Uh, Damn it. I don't think my favorite side-scroller of all time is going to be in the 80s, which sucks, because I want to play that one. I want you to play that one. I kind of agree with what they say here. When you think of NES co-op gameplay, you think of this game. I mean, it was sure. big-time co-op play. That was yeah. still very early in co- in games that were co-ops. Absolutely. So that was a big deal, too. This was the I classic. I also didn't like the change-up. The thing that always frustrated me is once I get the side-scrolling down, all of a sudden you're not side-scrolling anymore. You're shooting straight on, which right. always messed was, me up. I thought that was only Super C. Was that <clears> no, that was on one? the first one. That happened in both of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this was the classic up, up, down, down, left, right game that yes. everybody knows about. Everybody, everybody. Um, <laughs> Drunk people who like to, do it, to do it on the controller chest. What talking about. Absolutely. Anyway. Those drunk people. Yes. So, again, any arguments on... No, no. I understand. I never thought yeah. it was that great, but I understand why it's in the... I mean, that's <laughs> always going to be in the top 80s video games of anybody's list. Yeah, that would be great. Mine. This is the longest show ever. Okay, <laughs> I've said saying that, that twice now. Shut up. <laughs> And moving on to number six, <laughs> I did love this game, and that's all I'll say about it. 
this the Batman game? Nope. Damn it. But that is that was a good game. It was hard. Batman game was damn hard. Oh god, what is this? I know this. Because I even have This game has had several renditions. They're even making them now. Halo. No, this is this is Zelda. <laughs> nope. It's not Zelda? This is not, not Zelda, Zelda, dude. I would have gotten that. Yeah, six seconds. Ninja Gaiden, number six. Oh, Damn it! God. That game was fucking hard as Oh, shit. it was hard, but I fucking love Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, Gaiden. Yes. Yeah, Gaiden, whatever. It was awesome. NES, yeah. 1989. Yeah, that was, that was a game. great game. It was really Didn't play hard. As much as it Shelby, had great but... cutaway scenes. Yeah. Well, for the time. Yeah. <laughs> They're not probably so great anymore. <laughs> well, but, like, the cutaway with the zoomed-in faces and you betrayed me and blah, blah. It was awesome. And like the blogger here says, man... Was this game hard? It's not just, and I'm not just talking 1989 hard. It's still 2009 hard. It's fucking hard. <laughs> what shit? I always heard that. I never played yeah. it, but Ninja Gaiden Black that it came out on Xbox. I never did I heard either. That was really hard. The too. regular Xbox. Well, yeah. like you said, this series is so popular. They're still making games for the Xbox 360 and PS3. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's yeah. Uh, and I haven't played any of those. It's either. a damn good, uh, damn good franchise. And it's one I'm surprised um, they never made a movie out of. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, the way that they're still going, I'm kind of surprised they haven't made a movie out yeah. of it. They probably could. Um. But I mean, especially for its time period, I think it was one that was a little bit ahead of its time too. But mm, a little yeah. bit, I think a little it's bit. Good. Well, yeah. Should so, be interesting. Yeah, any argument? <clears throat> no, of course not. Ninja Gaiden, Gaiden, no. definitely needs to be on there. Of course not. Of course not. So Number we'll take a little break. We can take a break. You want to do the? Nobody's last... going to listen to this shit. Well, no, because we have to take, talk about Breaking Bad after this. So oh my bad. Going. Oh yeah. Okay. Number five. Plowing through. Number five. Uh, me and Thomas would probably well. Little Mark might have played this too. <laughs> Burger time? I'll go and throw out and say I'm a little disappointed Castlevania didn't make the list at all. Did it not? I it? wasn't a big fan of the original Castlevania. Oh, I, thought, I like I was. I didn't become a big fan of Castlevania till Symphony of the Night. Running Diary of Duty. Number five, Tecmo Bowl. Oh, yeah. Tecmo Super Bowl or Tecmo Bowl? Tecmo Bowl. This See, is just Tecmo I think Bowl, I was big into Tecmo Super Bowl, which was different than Tecmo Bowl. I only played this game a couple of times. <clears throat> you know, and Tecmo Bowl had the generic players and have anybody real or anything yes. like that. So Tecmo Super kind of- Bowl had like the three, uh, like yeah. like the only people that it had yeah. were plays to the three, like <laughs> your quarterback, your running back, and your wide receiver. Right, exactly. It. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Tecmo Super Bowl was good, and then was John Elway's John Elway's quarterback was after that, right? That yeah, game was terrible. It was terrible, but it was right after that. Oh right? yeah. John Elway's quarterback, I remember, he basically just got it to the fast guy. Yeah, there was one play. There was one play where yeah. there was one guy who could just, like, run circles. <laughs> I remember you my brother could not, because when you play co-op, uh-huh. you can't see what the play, like, you have the different options on the pad to pick, and you can't see what the other guy's picking, and my brother never could figure out 
which play it was, so I would just throw it to him and then just run circles around the entire fucking field <laughs> and not score until... When did Madden start? Was that uh, late 90s? 92, 93? Yeah, it was a little bit later. Yeah, it was, it was the 90s before it started. Which I, I think Too bad Elway never caught on. They're up to Madden 25 now? Have you played the newest one yet? No, not yet. I have 2013. I've not gotten yeah. to 25 so, yet. So, a fun, uh, cool story, bro. Uh, before Madden got big, there was the first sports talk game was Joe Montana's sports talk football. Yeah, I remember Sega that. Genesis. I remember that. And I figured out somewhere in the game, I you know when I got it, I played it relentlessly, and it was during a time that my parents were kind of split up at a, at the time. And uh, my dad and I were staying in another dude's house, and he was letting me play it, you know, ad nauseum. Yeah, and uh, I had figured out that out. by. <laughs> The, to, the way to completely fake out the defense was to call a fake punt. Sure, I remember that. And the sports talk guy every time would say, I can't believe they're punting on first down. <laughs> yeah. And my dad was like, can you please pick another play? I'm tired of hearing him say that. That's kind of awesome. Funny. But anyway. Uh, apparently, according to, uh, again, according to this blog, the game only featured four plays. It was more arcade than simulation style. Of course. Oh, I mean, sure. it was 1987. I mean, how, yeah. good, how good was the engine? Four plays time? is not simulation style? Come on. That's <laughs> I not what every team runs out there every week. On. Although, actually, according to this, they said that uh, the NFL Players Association did license four players. Uh, Joe Montana, John Elway, Lawrence Taylor, and Bo Jackson. God. So, that was an interesting uh, a, group of uh, players they authorized. The rest of them are just made-up people? I'm assuming so. I always enjoyed uh, the... Super uh, Tecmo Bowl was a 90s game, according to this guy. Hmm. Yeah, it would have been so. SNES, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It was NES. Super Tecmo Bowl? Yeah. I thought that was... Usually the no, reserve Tecmo the name's... Super Bowl is what I was talking about. Oh, well, this one's Super Tecmo Bowl he's yeah, talking about. Yeah, I'm okay. talking about... T- su- uh, Tecmo Super Bowl was an NES game. Oh, okay. Former Laker, great. But it had all actual players. It's what came next, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, for the 80s, I don't I don't have any complaints about that. Sure, list. no. Um, I remember the sports games, I mean, in the 80s were just pretty sports. much, yeah, they were pretty much terrible. Yeah, they were. Like the baseball game on Atari Almost where you, all of don't them. you fucking hold down yes. and hit a home run, you bastard. Almost all of them were fake fucking players, and I never <coughs> oh, yeah. could get into Johnny Sports balls at the plate. Even John Elway's quarterback had no real players in nope. it. Nope. It didn't even have John Elway no, for crying yeah, it didn't out loud. John Elway, which was kind of ridiculous. Well, did did uh, Al Michaels game, did it have real players, or was it fake players too? I don't, I don't even know. Al Michaels had a, I thought he had a Monday Night Football game. Pretty Never sure. heard of that before. Pretty good little share about that. Well, well I'll, I'll trust you. Yeah, you are the sports genius. <laughs> I am. Sports machine over here. All right, moving on to number four. I think the top four you guys will probably all get. They're really we'll notable see. games. Um, number four, me. I played the shit out of this game. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Absolutely. Greatness. Man, love Mike Tyson. Yeah, punch me too. Out. It was the hardest motherfucking game ever, and I will be honest and say, I did not Mike beat Mike Tyson without the assistance of Game Genie because really? it was fucking hard as shit. I will triple power everyone and say I beat that guy one fucking time in my life. I beat Mike Tyson, and it was hard uh, as fuck. He is the hard look. Yeah. That whole game is hard leading up to him, like trying to figure out everybody's what what their tell is and what some of them are really easy at the beginning like the first big bad guy is it's not e honda what was that guy's name um it was Jenny something honda? honda the guy who always fucked me up was soda popinski yeah I that dude was past fucking that crazy 
But um, that was rough. And yeah. you get to a certain point, and you get a code where you can transfer back up there, which but was it's nice. Always as far as as you keep getting further in the game, yeah. it keeps being further back. So it's like right. five guys back that you have to fight again. E Honda, I think you had to fight twice. It wasn't like E Honda. Yes, bitch, the second time. Piston Honda. Piston Honda. Honda. Piston yeah, Honda. Honda was Street Fighter Two. Yeah, I know. That's what whatever. I said. Yeah, not Piston right. Honda. Yeah, you have to fight him twice. And, and he's a he lot a, better the second time around. Absolutely. Breaking news. Sandman was rough, too. I mean, that game was fucking well, tough. They listed some of them here. Uh, had men, many memorable fighters, including Glass Joe, Piston Honda, Bald, Glass Joe. Bald Bull, King Hippo, and, of course, the champ, King Iron Mike. Hippo from the amazing the uh, cartoon series. Cartoon, what's the? In, uh, Captain N. Captain N in the N, in the N team? Yeah. In the, yeah. They also had that... Uh, uh, Arabian guy who would go like around the rink yes. over and over again, and uh, they had, they had a, uh, the Sandman. He was Sand a fucking was captain and the game master. That yeah, and they had bre- several that were really hard. Breaking news on Al Michaels. He <laughs> had uh, he was actually was the narrator breaking? for uh, Hardball, which was a baseball video game between 1985 and 91 for the Sega Genesis. Okay, breaking breaking baseball news for all of them. Uh, yeah, he had it was on the Amiga, the Amstrad, <laughs> the was, Apple II, the Apple II GS, about, the Atari 8-bit, the Atari ST, the Commodore the MacTosh, the MSX, oh Sega Genesis, and the Z, which Spectrum. Just FYI, this guy also put the if you want if you actually download this game for your Wii or whatever wherever you can get it, Wii. he actually put the Mike Tyson code on here so you can go directly awesome. to Mike Tyson. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That was kind of interesting. That doesn't mean anything though. You can get to him, but fuck man, that yeah. dude is rough. Oh you, man, he was fucking hard as hell. It was before Funny or Die, but people used to make comedy spoofs like Funny or Die. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the Mike yes. Tyson's Punch Out live action version? Yes. I did. Awesome. Pretty awesome. That was pretty funny too. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was like a old little Mac in his ass kicked. So awesome. Yeah, yeah, when the guy would start flashing, that was awesome. So great. I that even, was. I even got. I even enjoyed it as a kid. I got pumped up like. Little Mac, like yeah. digitally running in front of your trainer and right, everything. Like, sweet, we got to get it going. We finally got through like on. the first three guys. We're yes. ready to go to second level. Glass Joe was the first one. I can't remember who the second one was. And then was King Hippo, Honda. no, King not Hippo the was one. Uh, third or fourth or something. He was pretty early. He's beyond. But. Okay, so there was Glass Joe. There was a guy I don't remember. Then there was Piston Honda. Then you have a break and a code. Stewart. Yeah, and then there was Flamingo something or other. His name oh, was yeah, something yeah. funny. And then there was King Hippo. Yeah, man, it was rough, man. I think Soda Popinski was, was after King Hippo. Soda Popinski. And then, uh, yeah, whoever the Indian guy was, I don't remember him. He was Lawrence. further along, too. Yeah. An Indian guy who wears a turban into the ring, which of course. is somewhat <laughs> a little stereotypical. It anyway. is. It is, but it was it also was 1987. 80s. Anyway. And I would still play that game. If they, Soda Popinski. If they had it available. Number three may have the most memorable theme song of any game ever created. Citrit? Citrit? No. Citrit. Not Citrit, no. Citrit. I disagree. It's not Citrit. This is not the most memorable Citrit. game ever. It's, it's one of the Tetris, It's, it's top three. Yeah, it's one of the not top, only, but it's not, not the most. Not only was it on there, but it was on... This was also the giant crossover into Game Boy. Oh, yeah. For sure. This was the first game Actually, on Game it's Boy. Actually, the most memorable. You have to admit it's a it's, top memorable Oh, yeah. It's definitely there. top five, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but th- that's all subjective. As far as most memorable video uh, game, well, I just figured theme. this theme is so repetitive it's and fucking common. unbelievably. Yeah. Re- man, this is getting though. in my head all Great the time. Great game. I mean, I it's love okay. Tetris. Tetris is okay. I love Tetris. That's I, a game I don't I know what about hours. it, but uh, I could play well, hours and, of Tetris. If it weren't for Tetris, we probably wouldn't have fucking Candy Crush now. You wouldn't have any of those things. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, Tetris 1987. Just to let you know when it started. Yeah. 
Great game. All the little girls that are involved in Candy Crush, just <laughs> right on your wavelength. I think most people in the world well, bejeweled any of that okay. shit. I mean, that you wouldn't have any of that without Tetris. Shit. No, actually, most people in the world. I actually read uh, some stats about Candy Crush yesterday, and I think it makes something like six hundred thousand dollars a day or more. That's how many people are fucking playing that. It's ridiculous. It's it's a crazy addictive game. It's like bejeweled, but I know better. what it is. Anyway, wow. I've played. I mean, yeah, I've played that too. But I kind of wish like the new Tetris. For some reason, the newer versions of Tetris don't have the classic thing. They're not anymore. as cool. Really. Like why? Why would you get rid That's of that? Weird. I mean, yeah, you should have a souped-up version of it or something. You should at least have the option. You yeah. Know? I mean, I don't know. I had no idea you were saying Tetris backwards, so I apologize. Yeah, it's okay. So yes, you were correct. Thank you. I think I had an R in there somewhere. It didn't really make a lot of sense. But <laughs> That's it, fine. Anyway. <laughs> was that number three? This was number three. Uh, this is the puzzle game that trumped all before it, and is the measuring stick for all that followed. I would, I would probably agree with that sentence. Yeah, I mean that was that was the puzzle game. To, my mom, to be. the games that my mom loved to play were Tetris and Doctor Mario. She loved. Man, I love Doctor Mario too. Game. I was I never a big Doctor Mario, Mario better. You didn't like Doctor Mario? It was okay. I it was, loved it. Man. I was. I don't know what it Tetris was. Guy. It was kind. Of, it was more like a Bejeweled or something though. It was yeah, a little, yeah, it was a little different than Tetris. Sure, a little bit. But um, yeah, I have no problem with that being number Same three. That's, that's a super famous. Sure, sure. Super famous game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And la- I mean, like I say, that launched Game Boy into the stratosphere for oh. mobile games. Oh yeah, it was the premier game for a Game Boy. Yeah. I'll actually say Castlevania <clears throat> on Game Boy I liked better than on NES. I don't think I ever played that. That was one of my favorite uh, Game Boy games at the time, but I wasn't rich enough to have a Game Boy. Well, pal, yeah. <laughs> pal to you, <laughs> motherfucker. No one uh, did have a Game Boy. He had a TV tuner for the Game Gear. I did. I did. Have that, that was a pal. Yes. God, I know. I'm a rich guy. I know it. Uh, number two, I played 18. so many fucking hours of this game, so many hours 18. of this sequel to this game, and uh, this is still a powerhouse for Nintendo. Zelda. Zelda. The original The Legend of Zelda. I've never played anything past Zelda 2, I think. Adventures of Link? Yeah. That was the last I one. I didn't there like was... that one anywhere near as much as... I didn't like it as much as this one. But, it sucks uh, because it was like better graphics and stuff. Like they went a long way with it, but it just wasn't anywhere near as good a game. It was also weird that the final battle was you versus a shadow version. Yeah, of yourself. that was really, it was really odd too. But um, actually, even the Wii, because you know I was late coming to 360, yeah, and so I had the Wii for a while. And the Wii version of Zelda, I don't remember what it's called now. Is that Wind Waker? Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Oh, Twilight. That's it. That was a damn good game too. Have I you mean, played it? Yeah, I beat it. Yeah, when really? I had the Wii. Yeah. I, played uh, all the way I haven't it. played that. It's, it was supposed to be amazing, and it's it was the w- best Wii game I had of the the system. Yeah, it was the but best Wii game I Orkenia had. Orkenia of Time is definitely the best Zelda game I've ever played. That game was amazing. I didn't. I it was on N sixty four. It was amazing. Never played that one. But yeah, this is nineteen eighty seven. This one was amazing. I can remember staying up really late with my uncle back in the day playing this. Like my uncle was obsessed with this game, and that's another one. It's surprising that they have not made a movie out of it. Because that could be a really epic fantasy movie. It was like a great... Maybe. It wasn't an RPG. It wasn't. But yeah. it was like one of those adventure it games. It was like really, an RPG. And yeah, yeah built on. Up but it was like, it's like Knights of, the, Knights of the Old Republic being an RPG. It's like yeah. an action RPG. Okay, Knights of the Old Republic is an RPG. <laughs> no, but it's very similar. This is, an, this is an adventure game that happens to have RPG elements. Knights of the Republic is an actual RPG. That's a, It's a... Yeah. Like Whatever. they say in this, uh, Zelda's RPG slash action adventure title was mind blowing at the time and a true video game classic. Oh, absolutely! I totally yeah. agree with that. Um, 
The music is still hummed by fat 30-year-olds around the world, according to this guy. So <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Do you remember shooter games? I think Zelda was probably, I don't know, it was... It was one of my absolute favorite NES games. Absolutely. I would play the hell out of that game. Like you, I, I remember staying up on the weekends to like one, two yeah. in the morning playing that shit. I remember trying to find Ganon's castle that was way up in like the yes. left corner of the whole Dude, map. All, and, there were several of them that were like hidden locations that would, yeah, like level five, like the fifth one or whatever, where you have to go like a certain number of screen changes to and finally then, find it, right? Yeah. And then up twice, and I mean it was crazy. I think one of them you have to like blow a whistle and get taken to yes, it or some shit. Exactly. I mean they had all kinds and of it crazy, was so crazy. It was way. I mean and that was that was way before you could look any of that shit up too, yeah. or before they started providing you with these nice. Uh, well, I did get a Nintendo guides. Power that did have some layouts from, from Zelda. So oh, there you go. To help me a little bit. There you go. But uh, I didn't have everything. Nintendo Power. Nintendo Power. The Nintendo. premier Nintendo magazine. Does so, that still exist? Uh, Nintendo it Power. Might. I don't no, know. No, it doesn't. It ended publication several years ago. Anyway. So, absolutely no argument, Zelda being number two, right? No, absolutely not. Number one, pretty sure you can probably guess what it's going to be Final Fantasy? Unfortunately not. Final they didn't Fan- make the top ten? Final Fantasy did not make the top That's ten. That's horseshit. That is horseshit, actually. This list is bullshit. Okay, well, yeah, this is a hard one to figure out. I like how we actually have gameplay going on here. You like that? It's the only theme I could find. Yeah, it's the original Super. Original Super Mario, Mario. Brothers. Everybody played the shit out of that. Every Everybody in our age, age group. Is that you doing gameplay? Yeah. Because I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I did the... Uh, just did the theme song. I mean, I know it was like a six-year-old or whatever One when this came out. One of the most memorable game titles ever, for sure. Oh, absolutely. We even, uh, we even did a whole segment about Thomas going to his garage with this music. That's true. You know? What? Yeah, where you throw fireballs at your uh, people that uh, live in the so complex. So, would you put... Personally, I think I, I think I enjoyed Super Mario Three over Super Mario One, but uh, better. No. I love Super Mario One. That's pretty, oh, I, it's I don't pretty know, hard I to love dislodge that from. No, no, it's a great the, game. This is yeah. absolutely like I still remember the vivid moment of like I grew up and didn't have game systems or anything, and then we visited my family in Illinois one time, and then in Illinois everybody has a basement, unlike in Texas, <laughs> and in the basement was. G- Commonly, when you have kids, the basement is where all the fucking toys and stuff are. Sure, yeah. And there was a giant TV down there, probably 32 inches at the time. Right. And they had a Nintendo, and I played that thing for a fucking hour and finally got past the first level. And I remember my mom being like, Thomas, we're leaving. I'd be like, just a minute. I'm like, (laughs) if my mother only knew the implications of what was happening right there. Like, that's the first time I ever played a video game. According to this... uh, Fat kid blog here. He can beat the game in five minutes without dying. So wow, that's a double pal. Yeah, I've w- seen it happen before. Yeah. I mean, YouTube guys will just fucking fly through. Yeah, like, I mean, you can go through all the the cheats and don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic game. I just I think I enjoyed the variety more of Super Mario Three a little more. But Super Mario Three was greatness, and it was paired with The Wizard, yeah. which is a fantastic movie. Well, Super so. Mario Three and inv- you know it invoked a lot of other things like the raccoon tail and I don't know a lot yeah. of the frog suit or whatever. Sure, sure. Um, but. Okay, the, 1980, the 1985 Sorry. Super Mario Brothers NES game was just so damn revolutionary at the time. Absolutely. After going from, yeah. you know, Atari with, like, I don't know, the Missile Command and everything. asteroids and shit. Yes. Yeah, I tank. mean, it was so much better. Yeah. Look, the, rev- the like, I would say very few things are, have been as revolutionary as that. No, Final I, Fantasy VII, I would say, is probably up yeah. there. But, yeah, yeah I mean, 
on my honorable mentions, I would definitely say that uh, I definitely fucking say Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, or Dragon Warrior two or three, or fucking Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy deserves to be on there for sure. This guy's honorable mentions, uh, just to let you know, were Donkey Kong. Pac-Man. The original Bubble. Donkey Kong sucked. Yeah. Pac-Man should definitely be on the top ten. Bubble Bobble, Excite Bike, Castlevania, God, Mega Man, Excite Metroid, Bike. and Frogger were his. Metroid was so fucking hard on Nintendo. I think Metroid was a badass Nintendo And Mega game. Man, every one of them was fucking amazing. They yeah. were like the same thing, recreated in very, differently <laughs> varied levels, but yeah. God, I love the fuck out but, of Mega Man. Oh, I, I did think. too. I think Pac-Man and Frogger deserve a spot in the top 10 yeah, of 80s video Pac-Man games. Pac-Man and Frogger are almost... They came to NES as an afterthought. They were giant arcade games. Well, I guess that's just true. Happening. true. This so isn't really an NES list, though. System. It's just top but it's games top 10. You're right, you're right. Oh, right, then right. Pac-Man definitely deserves oh, yeah. a spot on there. <laughs> Shut up, you. And Frogger for sure. This list is bullshit. I don't I, I don't think the list is bullshit. This I list like is most bullshit. It's um, pretty good, most of but it. But I would, you know, I don't know, Shinobi. I, I don't know if that's like a top ten classic game. Uh, I'd take Final Fantasy over that in a heartbeat. Yeah, like I would too. Not, I would take Mega Man over that too. So yeah, quite frankly, any of the Mega Mans, they're all pretty much the same. They're thing. all pretty much the same, exactly. Um, I don't know. Did you Did you guys ever play Kid Icarus? Uh, not really. I played I it once or not. twice. Yeah, not much. I played the shit out of Kid Icarus too. It was just again, it was one of those kind of like Mario One, just classic games that came out with NES. Um. I don't know. But overall, I, overall, I like this. There was a game list. called a Jackal. Y'all ever play that before? Nobody knows what that is. How about Mighty Bomb Jack? Oh, okay, fine. I never played that. I know what you're talking about, but I, I, played, Bomb Jack. I played Jackal for hours with my mom. Like, it was one of the few things my mom liked to play. It was so awesome. We just sit around and play it. But, um... Thank so. you, rantsofafatkid.blogspot.com. Sure. Uh, Mark hates your is list, but the rest of us like it, so... Seems no. ridiculous to hate the list. You might have a couple of disagreements. Well, you don't put you Pac-Man do. on the 1980s list. That's bullshit. He put it, it as an honorable mention. Was it, it developed no, in the 70s? It, I don't think so. Like, I'm going to say it was. I'm going to say you're wrong. It doesn't matter if it's developed. Just wondering. Like, when was it heyday? Like 70s. No, dumbass. <laughs> Bubble Bobble, I don't really remember either. Oh my gosh, I played the shit out of that game too yeah. back in the day. I just don't remember it. I don't know. What, what about Burger Time? Nah. I don't know anything about that. It was that. a pretty popular little game. Game, pretty popular. I did. Game. I did like Donkey Kong. I know, I know you said the original, that original sucks, sucked. I liked just it. like the ladders and the shit. Pac Man. Do you remember the original Pac Man? May twenty two, nineteen eighty. Do you remember the original Pow! Mario Brothers, God. where they were like going through yeah, tubes and yeah, there, there was basically plumbers, nothing yeah. going on. It was like Donkey Kong. You're going trying to go up the little thingy. The original Mario Brothers and sucked. Mario was in Donkey Kong. So I know go. he was, but I'm saying the original Mario Brothers kind of sucked. Compared to it's Super fucking Mario hard. Brothers. I don't know that yeah. one. And wasn't that a bonus level in one of the Mario games? It probably was. I think it was. I, I don't, maybe I three don't or something. It was It was similar to Or that. maybe Super Mario, the first Super Mario on SNES might have had it. I don't know. Yeah, one of them had a bonus level that was like the original arcade game. But um, Pac-Man yeah. should absolutely be. It should be probably number one for being the most addictive game of oh, all time. No. Of Man, course it should Super be. Mario Brothers is so much better than Pac-Man. Absolutely. Pac-Man had its had its place. Pac-Man is a legendary game. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. That list is bullshit. I agree with the honorable mention for Pac-Man. It should be honorably mentioned, for sure. It should be Because it was definitely a, a starter. It should be over Contra. This can, isn't I, Mark Hudson's list. I associate Pac-Man more with... This is Fat Kid's list, yeah, okay? I associate Pac-Man more with, like, early, early Atari. Like, maybe Arcade. Yeah. Definitely but, arcade, uh, like Centipede and boss, and Pac Man. I put that in like arcade early I mean, '80s. I don't like know if I'd put it number one on my list, like, but it would be in the top ten. Now, if you're talking 
number one. Like, if you want to say replace games? Shinobi with Pac-Man, I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you that. Replace Shinobi with Final Fantasy. You're an idiot. Uh, Final Fantasy or Dragon Warrior Three. No, but remember, this would have to be original Final Fantasy for this. What about Gauntlet? I understand that. Where the fuck yeah. is Gauntlet Final in this Fantasy? list? Okay, Altered right. Beast. Altered what about, Beast sucked. What about Ghostbusters? That game the game sucked. God, that game sucked. <laughs> Ghostbusters too. was hard. No. Ah, that was a difficult game. You know what was fucking hard? That I don't know that it belongs on this list, but one that I liked to play a lot back in the eighties, Maniac Mansion. I never it, played that. That game was fucking hard as hell. That and Home Alone were like two of the fucking hardest. God, there was a home NES game. games that I ever played in my life. The Batman game is hard. Ninja Turtles was probably the hardest. Batman the game was really hard too. Darkwing Ninja- Duck was hard. I never played that one. Man, Aladdin, Mansion was fun, but Aladdin I mean, like, was hard. You'd sneak into the house, and as soon as you got seen by anybody, it was like fucking over. Yeah, and I don't know. It was it was just really hard. You remember the Maniac Mansion TV show back in the eighties? No. Did you ever see that? Okay, well, anyway, it was all kind of tied together. But uh, anyway, I think it was a pretty good little list. Yeah, it was. Except and, for uh, the invalidity of not putting Pac-Man. Yeah, uh, a totally God, valid list. Man. So on the other end, I guess we have a Breaking Bad review. We do indeed. And then Mark's going to hunt Pac-Man too. While yep. we're, while we're He's going to fuck breaking. Pac-Man as we're talking about Breaking Bad. Exactly. Exactly. Right in his taint. Exactly. You're listening to The Break Room. Fat kids are stupid. Listening to the Drunk Movie Show, this is the kind of gold you're missing out on. God bless that guy. He slept in people's houses on crack and cocaine. <laughs> oh, stop it. Eric Bana is a shithead and everything he Eric Bana was in Chopper, and that's a good movie. It's the dad from Modern Family, like banging chicks and uh, like killing babies. <laughs> we'll clone uh, Steve McQueen from a filthy nut rag and then uh, zombify him and set him right, loose right. with. Check it all out at drunkmovieshow.com. Cinema has been around for over a hundred years. Its history is long and varied. Each film has a story to tell, and the 15-minute movie podcast covers the history of cinema through the actors, writers, directors, producers, and themes. Each episode, you'll find out about the history of movies in just 15 minutes. Go to 15mmp.com or check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, or Miro. We were all tiny, and the cave kids were giant. They could make us move, and then a strange voice said, Now every McDonald's $1.99 hamburger Happy Meal comes with one of six Dynamotion-powered dinosaur toys, like Earl, and everybody's favorite... Let me guess! Baby! One with each $1.99 McDonald's Happy Meal you buy your kids. What you want is what you get. And I heard music... At McDonald's, 
Welcome back to the break room, giving mad props to Camel Toe Skin since 2006. That kids are stupid. I like how we've been apparently using that line yes, since science. 2006. <laughs> what? This one? Thing that kids s- are stupid. No, the, yeah. the camel, camel toe skin yeah. that happened like two months ago. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yes, science! You need to deal with this. Do not float that idea again. Please, can you just tell the truth? There's nothing to be done, okay? He won. Mr. White, he's the devil. I think we're getting close to the Zed urinates in his pants story. Mike, hot, hot Mike, hot I had Mike. it off on hot purpose, Mike, dumbass. Okay. Otherwise, you talk right over the shit. Who cares? Hello. I care. Everyone knows about the breaking. Everyone's Hello. heard the Breaking Bad theme. Maybe. Hello. It's not just the <laughs> shut the fuck up. Everyone that's hearing this review has heard it. Yeah, but uh, you will talk right over the you know the preview there too. No, I'm sometimes. not gonna do that. Okay, well you were just doing it. But anyway, so this is Breaking Bad talk. Spoiler before Walden goes crazy in the middle of the episode, in the middle of the talk. (laughs) Spoiler alert for everything moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he went crazy at the beginning. (laughs) God. (laughs) (laughs) All right then. (laughs) What episode is this? this Four of the new twelve. Well, four of the new run, right? I think it's five. Uh, this is episode 12 of, of that. Because yes. it started but on... Well, eight was the end of the last season. Know, so but it's four. episode four of the yeah. second half. Hey, I think it's episode four of the you second You know, but half. it's episode 12 of season five. Okay. <laughs> and it's episode 58. <laughs> really? 58 of the entire series. Is it real? No, I'm just totally you serious? your asshole. You and your crazy math skills. But are you serious? I have mad props, respect for crazy math skills. <laughs> Episode fifty-eight. <laughs> so, so Mark, you gonna summarize per usual? So we pick up where the last episode left <laughs> off, which was uh, essentially where Jesse was pouring gasoline all over Walt's house. But we take it and from the Walt perspective. That was a pretty by someone who wasn't here for the last episode. That was a pretty sweet ending to that yeah. episode. So we all expected that uh, because of the kids or something like that that. Uh, Jesse would not uh, we, have burned so down we, his we, house. But, as it turns out, actually, Hank had been following Jesse. Hank Frank. At, well, Hank Frank back was, up a second. You're led to believe, for the first 30 minutes of the show, that he, that he just changed his mind. Changed his mind. Yeah, by, after. Hank, by Walt's... Uh, uh, Walt comes in minutes yeah. after. Sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, and it basically starts, it smells the gas, figures yeah. out Walt, goes through the house with the gun, because he thinks he's in there waiting for him somewhere. Goes in through the, with the frozen gun, kind of figures out, yes, amazing. <laughs> It's yeah. been in his crotch the whole time, so yeah. it's so nice and warm. Uh, <laughs> great. Why did I say that? <laughs> Just uh, for the a-hole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll walks through the whole house, uh, realize, essentially realizes what happened, but draws the wrong conclusion of he changed his mind in the middle of it. Right. And a series of events takes place after that. 
really that's not really that consequential for the next 20 minutes that basically is him getting his family out of the house while bullshitting yes, and getting a bullshit reason for them to get out of there get into a swanky hotel that was a swanky hotel yeah it took a really long time to, that was my only complaint about this episode really was that it just took forever for them to set up the right. transition because well, we don't have that many house. episodes left yeah but at the same time it's one of those episodes that after the breakneck pace of the previous three, yeah. it was one of those stories that those episodes that had to take bit. place yeah. to take not only a breather, but really had to lay some groundwork for the rest of the, the season. Maybe. And advance the narrative Which, a little bit. Maybe. Get some hot opinions about what I don't think taking 20 minutes too. to advance the narrative of they're in a hotel now as opposed to their house. No, but what it set up was important. the confrontation between Walt and, the wife. and Skyler for her to You're turn right. the corner You're of... Right. I don't We're care anymore. Just, yeah, you, I don't just care. kill this last person. And the hot opinion I was going to say was, do you feel like Skylar kind of went off the deep end kind of fast? No, I don't. I really Dude, do. This has been I building for like, a long time. I don't. I, don't I feel, feel like so that was a little bit fast, in my but, opinion. But do you feel, uh, did you feel that way? I feel like we don't... We, well, I was going to say, because it's been going so fast with the main characters, I don't think that we've really seen a lot of... I yeah, mean, but look at all that she's Skyler. Yeah, but look at all that she's accepted up until this point. I mean, she's been hiding cash. She's been running a front business. I mean, how long did it take Carmela? You know, Carmela. I don't know how many years Nobody that was supposed to taken over on The Sopranos. <laughs> I totally get it. Of course, that was totally a year's length. We're talking two years in this case. Yeah. But when you look at everything that Skyler's done up to this point to protect Walt, I it's totally not even two years it. yet. Actually, okay, yeah, I don't not even think two years. so. But I totally I believe... I think it's viable. I think it's completely okay. viable. It just seems a little much for me, but okay. We'll just have a difference of opinion on that. So yeah, that happens, and then, then no. you find out... Basically, we basically, go back... Basically, well, that that happened was, Skylar basically said that, why don't you just kill Jesse, because it's just one We're more this body. Far in. It's, it's just w- one more. It's yeah. one more, yeah. And uh, Walt, uh, which was already suggested by Saul just moments earlier in yes. the car in the parking lot of the hotel... Yeah. He said it's basically like old Yeller. It's a rabid dog. You know, it's yeah. you don't want to kill him, but it's, it's time amazing. to take him down. He says old Yeller and and uh, uh, what's his name? Walt? Walt's like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, okay, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah. And, so and then gently describes having to put him down. And then later on, when Walt's talking to Skyler, he's like, Jesse's not a rabid dog, just to put down. You know, yeah, he uses that reference. Dumb. But uh, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, after that scene, you basically cut back to. Jesse in the house, about to light it on fire. And, and Hank Frank and steps in. Hank walks in. Right. Basically with a gun, says, don't do this this way. Yeah. Let's really take him down. You want to burn him down, let's do it a different way, yeah. essentially. And, and so, so Hank his, takes him out. In his drug and dose stupor, somehow he agrees to this. And then moments, like the second the, that Hank drives away with Jesse, Walt pulls yes, up. Yes, Walt yeah. pulls up. It was like the second. Yeah, right like, as he goes out of sight. Literally, as the car is out of view, Walt yeah. pulls up. Right. Yeah, so that's so, how tight that was. Sure, whatever. Toit. And uh, he takes him to his house so he can sleep sober off the up. high and yeah, sober up. And then, to everybody's surprise, maybe that's yours, Dustin, but no, not to mine. Uh, Hank Frank decides to bring in Remy on the case. Yeah, Remy Very, is there with him. Remy Gomi. Uh, Remy Gomi is there. Which last week I said, why would you not confide in Gomi, the guy that you known forever? Right. And you and Angela, like, no, you can't talk to your coworkers about any of we this. Didn't say he sure couldn't. enough, next week that's what happens. We didn't say he couldn't. No, that's what you guys suggested that we just it said couldn't, you, no. just couldn't happen because it's just we too, said mu- it's too if much. We brought in the entire DEA. It might. Well, I said specifically, don't bring in the entire DEA. Talk to well, the guy you work buddy. with, yeah. Nobody your buddy that you work with forever. And that's exactly what happened. And the other theory I believe that we had a discussion about was, does Walt really give a shit about Jesse And I was completely wrong on this. Which, it still could be one of two things, in my opinion. Is it that Walt does actually really care about Jesse, which is what my theory has been for a while? Yeah. Or is it that he 
doesn't want to be forced to have to do something he doesn't want to do, and he has this hard-nosed code of sorts that he wants to be able to stick to. I think he, he doesn't actually, want outside circumstances I to think force he does him to do that for I him. think he cares in I do, too. I think on some level he does care about I mean, not ultimately when it comes down to between him. Between like, him, and, if it's between him and him and Jesse, then no. Like even Hank, Hank, even Walt showing up at the house with the gun. I don't think he was there to just kill him. I think he had yeah. the gun to neutralize him yes, and say, if "Let's have a discussion." Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, and he leaves in this episode. He leaves after the gun and after the house. Right. Leaves a message for him saying, "I just want a chance to to explain everything. Explain myself. Why I did it. Yeah. I will come unarmed. So if you want to blow my head off, then it's your prerogative at that point. Exactly. So. Jesse Which indicates to me that yeah. he cares about the kid and he just wants to, you know. And Hank Frank Lend uh, kind of laid that out for him as well. Yeah, and he said, True. you know, I mean, obviously he cares about you. Look what he did for you. And that yeah. was always my theory too. I mean, why did he come? You know, when Jesse was going to go shoot those drug dealers back in season three, yeah, you know, Walt comes in and shoots them and takes them out and tells them to run out of there. And, and he, Hank, he and ran and over the drug dealers to save Jesse's yes, life. Exactly. And, he, and Hank brings all that stuff up. Like, made him like, a fifty-fifty seems partner. Like, didn't seems have like to. He didn't have to do that. Seems yeah. like he's all, always wanted to keep you closer. Yeah. Then actually push you away. And not just for selfish reasons. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But I think ultimately... Always got him drug rehab, you know? Yeah. Like, did all these things they didn't have to do. Gave him more money in this episode right. after yeah. he just threw away all that other <laughs> right. money? Yeah, exactly. I mean, everything indicates that he cares about the kid. Mm-hmm. So, I think, in in a way, he realizes gotta, he never would have gotten where he was. Right. I mean, yeah, you go back to the, the beginning, he needed Jesse to start out, so yeah. he pretty much feels some yeah. kind of loyalty with him. Um, and just as Skylar took a turn in this episode, Marie took another turn in this episode, and that she was totally okay with Jesse being there, and she said, will it help take him down? Yeah. And Hank Frank says yes, and she was like, do you want some coffee? And that was it. You realize that, that was the... Uh, well, yeah. I mean, not a big shocker, but that was the first time that uh, Marie and him had been on the screen any time. Was well, it really? Time. funny. I didn't realize yeah, that. Him and her and Jesse. Makes at sense all. now. Yeah, but, I mean, when else would they have makes been, sense. really? Uh, uh, yeah, and this follows up her being in therapy at some point for a couple of minutes, basically talking about yeah, that's true. Uh, Walt without actually saying his name or saying what's going on, just talk, just trying to... Think of ways that she could kill him or yeah. he would die. Oh, yeah, she whatever. was talking about, I could poison him with this, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Hank Frank gets Jesse to confess everything on videotape. We're assuming we don't actually see. <laughs> yeah, it, it's him and Remy are out because there, out, and then, yeah. then Remy asks him, "Do you actually believe?" Yeah. Or Hank asks Remy, yeah. "Do you actually?" Frank believe and Remy talk about it. Remy going, and Hank Frank. Yeah, the inference is that he told him everything. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, they not, I think obviously that obvious. did happen because. Yeah. But I mean, they talk about what happened. But yeah. as they discuss, Jesse talks about, and then they talk about. This is all he but, said. He said there's yeah. nothing really. Everything they have is circumstantial too. Yeah, they, right. have, they have no hard evidence. And Walt, for for uh, you know, not necessarily for lack of clumsiness, ah. has managed to get away without any real evidence of any wrongdoing. Walt was pretty thorough. He was to a degree, but then there not are times the very I'm just very like, early. But yeah. overall, he's been pretty thorough. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, I mean, uh, liquidating the bodies and yeah, I sure. mean, just different shit God. he's done. He's been pretty thorough the whole time. Um, but so the I'm fact not, that, I'm not really surprised that there, are no, there was nobody that would testify. I mean, yeah, I mean, he had everybody killed in jail. But well, that there were other people like uh, the what was the guy's name? Tuco's associates. Like none of them turned on him. Badger and uh, Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete never. They turned. don't know that much, do they? Badger and Skinny uh, Pete. I mean, they know they were kind of trying to start a drug. But I thought they knew who Mr. White, that Mr. White was involved. Did they not? They knew they Heisenberg just, or they something. But Heisenberg? I don't think they knew who he was. That may be. I could be wrong, but I don't think they knew who he was. 
So, so it sets up to the last. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The last scene, yeah. The last scene. So Walt says, "I'm going to be at this plaza at such and such time. Come well, talk to me." That's not the last scene, but keep going. But it's pretty much. And then Hank Frank sets up Jesse to and and puts Remy a wire Gomi, on him. Puts a wire on him. They they take him to the plaza and send him out there. And yeah. uh, Hank Frank says, or Remy Gomi says, "Well, he could be killed." And he's like, well... Hank Frank he, says, fuck it. He says, fuck it. If he gets, if he gets killed, killed, we, have we it get tape. it all on tape. Yeah. And and Jesse is convinced this whole time that this is what this happened. Like, he's trying to get him out in the open. He's so convinced that, him. yeah. He's convinced Walt wants to off him. Yeah. So, as he's striding... Which is not yeah. a terrible conclusion to draw no. out this scenario. It's well, not a terrible conclusion, but, I mean, Hank Frank also had a good point about yeah. him caring about you, too. Yes. I understand both sides. I, I can understand being cautious going <laughs> yeah. out there, too. And uh, as he's striding up to behind Walt, he sees a thuggish-looking white man um, in a leather Ryan, jacket and the Thomas Tank. I like how thuggish a is a somewhat larger dude with a bald guy in a leather jacket with a chain on it and black pants and black t-shirt. and a goatee. And that and a goatee. is a thug. Like that's a guy. Well, well that guy's definitely trying it, to kill you, me. <laughs> I understand. Kind of I'm just saying. I understand why I like that. But yeah, it's just funny. And then, so are you implying that white people can't be thugs too? No, are you I'm being not racist? Playing that at all? Uh, okay. So you, basically, Jesse sees this scenario. He goes over to a yeah. payphone, calls Walt, and says, "Nice you know, try, come, motherfucker. Nice try. I'm coming for you yeah. where it hurts." And then not uh, really sure what that then, means. Then uh, home, where yeah, hit you home at home yeah. or whatever. And then he talks to he Hank runs Frank away about it. Yeah, and says, "We can. I know how to really get him." Yeah. And then Walt makes a call to, to Blonde Merkin and tells him. Merkin, I got a job for your Merkin uncle. I got another for job your for your Merkin uncle. Nazi, your Nazi uncle. Yeah. Maybe I missed something, but did we know for sure that he was behind the last Merkin job? Who? Blum Merkin's uncle was the one who killed everyone in prison. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I took this to mean, I don't know why, but I, I took this to mean that he was, in, he was involved in the slaying of the current drug lords, drug processing plant a couple episodes ago. Well, the Nazis ago. did kill them. Yeah, but, but the, I don't know that Walt knew that. No, that's that's what I took that to mean. I'm was, assuming Walt means second job after the prison. Yeah, that's, okay, that's maybe what that's I think. what it means. I think, but, he, yeah, because he hired them for the. I just thought that like my me, mind immediately went to that he was involved in them killing all the. I mean, he may know that he, because uh, Blonde yeah. Merkin called him and left him a voicemail, a couple of voicemails, so he may infer that. So, hmm. do you guys 100 percent feel that Walt is definitely? releasing him on Jesse to kill him? I mean, do you think that's definitely no, what no, the call was about? Because I'm not convinced about no, that no. either. You know what I think? I think he might be... Well, I, I guess he, he doesn't know about him. Hank. Yeah, but he doesn't know about Hank Franks and He Jesse's doesn't know Hank and Jesse are working together, though. Yeah, he doesn't know that yet. I mean, so I, I mean, so, he may still be doing that, but I, I don't know. As a dude, side effect They of, set it up so that it could be anything. Look, yeah. he could yeah. be hiring him to take out Saul and his people just so sure. that there's no, I mean, there's no way of knowing. I still don't think Walt wants to go directly after Jesse. I just don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think he knows he's pissed and he understands it. Yeah. And he wants to, he wants to isolate him and make him talk to him yeah. at some point. I, I think that's what he preferred to do. I think in his mind, he thinks that he can convince him. I do too. That his reasons might, were just. He might be hiring him to kidnap Jesse. Maybe. I just know? don't think they're. I just don't think it's a direct hit. I don't yeah. think that's what it is either. It might come to that. It might. It yeah. was a good episode. There's no doubt about it. Good episode, but it was definitely not like it didn't maintain that pace that the previous like that. Like it's funny. Oh just, my god! You're just defending <laughs> that. Yeah. No, the no. Pace. I'm saying it's totally legit. I totally get it, but I, I, I liked it. It's just like the previous three episodes were such like no, I agree. on that moment of like <gasps> I agree. Deep uh, I disagree like. in that the first episode I thought was slow overall until the last five minutes. 
And I thought but, that was okay. But the next but, two episodes were intense. Yeah. But the way those, the way I'm through. saying the way they ended, yeah. and the way this ended was definitely like, they have I mean, so it was definitely four episodes. <laughs> it is. It's a lot to do. But, but I'm right. actually disappointed is not the right word because I was looking at the episodes from the past seasons and like they all had 13 episodes. Like, yeah, I'm excited. There are four more episodes, but at the same time, kind of like I want to get to the end and see what happens. Like, yeah, I want to know what all happens. It was great. I, sure. It I was, enjoyed it. It was exciting I like for a second though. when I was like, oh my God, there's only one episode left. And then Man, I was like, oh no, never mind. I haven't, and I have not like craved a show like this in such a long time. The Shield. Uh, since, yeah, probably since The Shield, because I watched that in real time. Like, The Wire I didn't watch in that real time. That was one of the few. Like, the first three seasons, obviously, I didn't watch it in real time, but there are only a few maybe, shows that maybe I watched Lost in real time dramas. At the time, I was, like, really, really into the finale. I don't watch Lost in real time either. I, didn't, uh, I, haven't I think it maybe The Shield, since we're reviewing it for this yeah. stupid show, I watched that in real time, too. Yeah. Man, that was fun. We got we to gotta do the same thing. We got to all watch it together somehow. Yeah, I agree. I now we have a, Thomas as a Breaking Bad correspondent since he That's was a true. Shield correspondent back in the Thomas, day. Thomas, you need to get cable so we can watch the series finale here. That's go on, go and hook happen. up your DirecTV. So, it comes on Sunday night, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the worst, too. Um, so there Why do you hate Sunday nights? Entertainment Weekly. Saying, well, I'm saying for my purposes, no. i got to wait till it comes out. Sure. Anyway. So did you guys enjoy the episode before we move oh, on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mind a little bit of a slow pace that develops characters and gets yeah. a little backstory. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. It doesn't have to be all... I'm okay with it, too. I don't think they're going to produce a show that I don't like yeah. one way or the other. It may be slower. It may not be as good, but yeah. it's continuing the story, so I'm good with it. Well, the only sort of thin thing in this whole entire series that I can think of off the top of my head is the poisoning of Brock. They've done a pretty damn good job of making a really solid yeah, storyline. For, sure. for sure. You know? But, um, yeah. No, I, I think it was really good. I... Are we moving on to something? Yeah, well, I have one other brief thing, and that was that uh, Entertainment Weekly today announced or released uh, storylines that Breaking <coughs> Bad... This is actually serious. This is not a joke. Storylines that they considered, but they never did uh, on Breaking Bad. Oh, man. What? Uh-oh. This doesn't... It's not going to affect the future. It's impossible that that was not in the list. I just have to say that again. So these have no effect on future stories. This isn't going to ruin... Okay, no. I understand that, but it's not going to take away any of the suspense of, are they going to do this by no, the end of the season? They f- they appear hey, to Mark, be... Are you about to do the list? Yes. They appear to be mostly side plots, not having to do with the main story. Oh, okay. So these are these, this is more character development we never got to see. For instance, <laughs> so at one tape point, is just dong length. At one point, Marie <laughs> do anything. Marie is convinced that somebody's in her house uh, or, or lurking around the outside of her house. It's actually yeah, the, the uh, UPS guy, and she kills him. She opens fire on him and shoots. Dear him. God, that yeah. was really a dumb side plot. So I'm glad yeah. I didn't do that. Well, apparently uh, Betty or Betsy Brandt really wanted to shoot somebody, and Vince Gilligan said. <laughs> We, we loved it, but we didn't know what it meant. I don't get to kill anybody. And Come on. We didn't know where it would go. Burn uh, that son of a bitch. So they, they said it felt a little too broad and silly. So And he said that Hank would have had to get her out of it, and that definitely pushed the reality factor. Yeah. Another one was that, that stupid. Uh, Walt takes on a high school bully, and uh, Walt and Skyler decide that, or they, they're led to believe that he's being bullied by a classmate. So uh, Walt decides to get revenge on the bully. He plants pot in the student's locker and then gets him caught. But then they find out that Walt was actually the one bullying the kid, and then they said that, that they doesn't did, sound good either. They rejected that because the stakes weren't high enough, yeah. and uh, we were better served by keeping Walter Jr. a little pure. 
Uh, another one, Heisenberg opens a pharmacy. It sounds like a sitcom, like, <laughs> hey-oh! <laughs> a uh, spinoff that becomes a comedy. Yeah, they said, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, it was like the show's about meth. The blue meth is so iconic. It's not really hard to get, <laughs> to get a prescription for a lot of these drugs. It's the pharmacy left trick. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm glad they haven't done any of these so far. Absolutely. The, another one is uh, the the cops impound Jesse's car, which contains evidence tying Jesse and Walt to to Tuco. And, and for to solve that, Jesse recruits Badger, who has a crossbow. Walt and Jesse construct a flaming arrow, which Badger shoots into the police impound and destroys Jesse's car. High five! Again, silly. Those are all terrible side stories. Yeah. Uh, Somebody made a really good job of, or did a really good job of eliminating those. Apparently, at one point, another one was Hank and Walt decide to go to a shooting range in the desert that features scantily clad women as instructors. The idea was that it would be fun to have Walt pretending he didn't know what he was doing while dealing with a guy who can't find him out. And they said, ultimately, you had to go a long way to, to not get an awful lot, and believe me, we tried over and over again. We found other ways for male bonding between Walt and Hank. Why? Why is it important that scantily clad women are involved in that? Uh... Another Look, one was. Are you anti scantily clad? I'm women? never going to argue for a scantily clad woman scene. Yeah. yeah. But why, in the description of the scene, <laughs> yeah. does it need to be important that we include it's that line in there? It's a long running softcore porn series. <laughs> I think it's French. So this one could have been interesting. Called Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, Walt journeys to South America to meet with the drug lord who is running his business from a prison. Walt would go into the pit. Uh, oh. Deny Grita of ultimate darkness in this hellish prison where one guy lives like a king. He would negotiate with a guy and they would come to, come to an agreement that would squeeze out uh, Gus Fring. Uh, they said uh, the writers were more interested in seeing Walt go after Gus in, a, in what we saw on screen. Uh, more I would agree. Aggravation. Absolutely. So. I think, yeah. Uh, another good decision. So here's another one that was... Uh, good God, how many are there? Breaking out a Wayback Machine. In a series of flashbacks that take place about 100 years ago, uh, we would see the, the tale of, New Mex- of a New Mexico cowboy. It was going to have all these weird tangential relationships with a different cast scattered throughout the season in three to four minute teasers. And it would all come ha- somehow come together in the end in the part of the ma- as part of the main story. The writers could never crack, quite crack the story and it never felt like it knitted together with the main story. Hmm. I can see that. I mean, that would be a total left turn. Yeah, it would. Uh, another one was a bloody mystery box. Uh, Walt in a rowboat, and he drops a blocks a, bo- a blocks a box that is dripping blood overboard. It was discussed as a potential flash forward to season four, and they said we never figured out where it would go. What would be in the box? At one point, we did talk about Walt having to bring a piece of Gus to prove that he's been killed, but it was and it was probably Gus's head. Hmm. Another one was uh, that would have been okay. That's the only really, one that's, that's the only whole that's point seen. of this is the fact that he can't be tied to anything. So why in the hell would he have? I his know, head? but I'm just saying that's the only one that seems even relatively okay out of these so far. Um, another one was there was a, dr- a rival drug lord who uh, apparently was pretty brutal. Like at one point, he would have had his henchmen, one of his henchmen, escorted behind a Home Depot, and then he takes a chisel and crushes one of his vertebrae with. And paralyzes the guy. Holly Hornbeak. Uh, they said it was backburned when the writer strike shortened the first season to seven episodes. So, and eventually the that drug lord became Gus. Oh, okay. Uh, and another one in season one, Skyler. Skyler and Marie would have Gus. To be honest, yeah, I agree. Skyler and Marie would have hit the road on a road trip to see their father. I'm okay. Look, I don't think like as much as I think Dexter could have dragged on the ice truck killer for the length of the series. Yeah. 
I don't think Gus could have lasted this the length of the series, or at least I don't from know. when he unless they became in. rivals. Like, I think he could have written. I think he could have written it to work, but anyway, it was so perfect the way it happened. It can't be any better. So uh, this one was they go out gasoline. They wanted Chris Christopherson to play Skylar Murray's dad, who was a lying bastard artist. And it would it would give insight into why Skylar Murray picked very straightforward guys. Were they going to play Holiday Road when they went on the Probably. road trip? That's a very predictable storyline. Another one, which could have been interesting, was Jesse goes to visit the hospital uh, to visit Jane's father after she or who tried to commit suicide after her drug overdose. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. And they said, okay. we were trying to find a way to get that character back in, but Jesse's storyline didn't allow for it because he very quickly went off in a different direction. I think that's fine. I, mean, I think the, the dad had plenty of storyline time. Oh, sure. It could have been an interesting confrontation, like yeah. one scene. True. And finally, pretty interesting. Uh, junkies were getting desperate for their drugs during a period when Walt wasn't manufacturing, Ugh. so Badger and Skinny, P- <laughs> Skinny Pete decided to do a shake and bake. You put all the ingredients into a two-liter soda bottle, and then you put it on the back of your bike and ride around. The movement of the bike shakes it and causes a chemical reaction, but it's really dangerous because it can and explode. And the bike blows up. The idea was that it would happen, and they would be horribly injured. God. Why was it rejected? It's Badger and Skinny Pete. We can't burn them horribly. That's put terrible. Put in my ass. Yeah. So there you go. All right. I'm kind of glad they didn't go with any of those. Yeah, I wouldn't. The only one that would have been maybe interesting was in season one, seeing Skylar and Marie go see their dad or something. But... Past that, and maybe interesting. maybe yeah, visiting should. Jane's dad, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> what in the background of that drop? Just give us the comment and that drop. Is this a comment? All right. God. Well, out. All right. Gasoline. High, High five. Out. Go. Out. Go. Out. Go. Out. Gasoline. High five. Thanks for listening to the break room. Your go out, favorite guessing, podcast, high five. America's favorite podcast, the Galaxy's favorite podcast. Plus one four six nine <laughs> six six five nine eight two seven. Plus one four six nine six six five nine eight two seven. KTBR break room. <laughs> you can find everything about the break room at popsynica.net. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the break room. Find us on Twitter at the break room. Find me on Twitter at the mark with a C. Dustin is at the WS9775. Thomas is at Naveed Central. And Yo, as always, myspace.com slash the break room. Don't forget to listen to our sister shows, the 15-minute movie podcast, the Hobo Shack, and the Drug Movie Show. And if you like the song at the end of the show, anyone help support us, go to popsynica.net, click on the break room, click on the episode of your choice, and click on the link to buy the song. This is Marina Backer from Firefly and Homeland. And if you like to shop at Amazon.com, go to breakroom.tv, click on the Amazon banner, and buy whatever thing you want to buy. But the best thing you can do for us is please tell a friend, go to iTunes, and rate us and give us uh, five stars. We I'll would really, out, really appreciate it. I'll go out. Gasoline. Hi. Hi, my name is Chad Jackson. I work at Evan Thanks for listening to the best podcast in the world. The Please call us at 469-665-9827 and leave us a question of the week or comment on anything we talked about. I'll go out. Gasoline. You can find everything related, break room related at popsynica.net. Find us Facebook.com. Facebook.com slash The Break Room. Out. What does that serve? Oh my god. Is this a comment? Did First you go out to eat? What does that serve? This is the clothed Mr. <laughs> Mr. Skin over here. <laughs> you get quite a chemical shot. Hi, my name is Terrence Jackson. I work at Every Convention Center, and I'm listening to The Break Room. I'll go at Gasoline High Five. 
Out go out, gasoline, high five. Out go out, gasoline, high five. Out go out, gasoline, high five. Out go out, gasoline, high five. Funding for this program was made possible by the Corporation for Pop Syndicate Podcasting and by annual financial support from viewers like you. This is The Break Room.